Hey guys, it's Kirk Henderson from Mavs Moneyball here with Mavs After Dark. So guys, I'm doing this by myself tonight because, uh, you know, it's late here on the East Coast. The uh, Mavericks played the Clippers tonight. I'm actually recording this while the game is still going on. At the moment, it's the uh, start of the fourth quarter. The Mavs are up by 17 or so points. And it has really, really been a, a fun game. For any of you that, that missed the game, I wanted you to... Have this when you wake up in the morning and hear about how the Mavericks did. This was really the game that we have all been kind of hoping for in the back of our minds. Everybody's trying to, uh, you know, tamper or uh, uh, kind of keep a clamp on expectations a little bit when it comes to Luka and it comes to Kristaps uh, Porzingis just because, you know, it's a long season. These guys haven't, you know, played that much uh, together in, in a real professional setting, so figuring out you know, what their roles are going to be is, is you know, we, we can talk about it, but, you know, we really need to get some more game tape. But tonight was really the first time where you, uh, where we all got to see just how impressive the talent looks when both guys are clicking at the same time. Uh, Porzingis and Doncic were just fantastic. Uh, you know, Porzingis finished with 18 points and 13 rebounds in just 23 minutes. He made six and nine shots. He was impressive from absolutely everywhere. There was one stretch in the first half where he blocked two Clippers uh, on the same possession, ran the floor, and then uh, received a pass where he finished an and one. And it's the sort of uh, sequence of events that that you know led you know Kevin Durant to start calling him the unicorn years ago. He is just an unbelievable mix of talents. Now, I will say that watching him fall to the ground is is starting to terrify me. I just have it in my own head that he's going to hurt himself. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I, I, I probably shouldn't even be putting those thoughts out into the universe. But he's such a big guy that whenever he goes down, it's a little bit scary. But he was just amazing. I would say, you know, it, it's kind of hard to pick a play of the game, but one of the, you know, he only had one assist, but it was really, really cool, where he, uh, from the right side of the floor, probably in that mid-post Dirk area, he, you know, received a pass face up, did a couple of shot fakes, and then, you know, drew enough defensive attention where he uh, was was able to see uh, Maxi Kleba on the backside of the play on the other wing and hit him who hit him for an open three. And granted, I don't expect Porzingis to really you know be passing the ball a ton. That's not what he's here for. He's here to score, which he he can do you know at, at ease. But watching that sort of play uh, playmaking really makes you wonder just what's going to happen with these Mavericks whenever you know whenever they find a rhythm and find the rotation that they want. Speaking of rotations, the second point that I think we need to bring up is they had a very interesting starting lineup tonight. So Porzingis, Kleba, Luka Doncic, DeLon Wright, and Jalen Brunson. Brunson was the interesting mix because that's essentially playing three guard, well, I mean, four guard type players uh, and, 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 you know, Porzingis and Kleba together. So, you know, three guard type players. What's wrong with me? Um and, and watching that, you know, having kind of the extra ball handler, the Mavericks got going early. Jalen Brunson, who really only played uh, in the first half, he had 15 minutes, he scored six points, grabbed five rebounds and seven and had seven assists, was kind of the, the driving force for the Mavericks early on. He's that second ball handler that I think the Mavericks, you know, that we sort of expect along right to be. But I have a feeling that, that it's going to be Brunson sooner rather than later in, in some of these more starting lineup opportunities, just because he's really, really good. He makes a better case for being on the floor 
with how the Mavericks are structured, I think, than, than either Dorian Finney-Smith or Justin Jackson. Now, I do believe we will see, you know, all sorts of, of player, you know, players get that fifth starting role just because the, the, it's going to be very matchup dependent. And, you know, the Clippers are playing a little bit shorthanded. This is everybody's final final preseason game, I think, between the two teams. So it's it's something that we don't want to look too uh, too much into. But I'm, I'm hopeful that we see this lineup again just because it, it looked good. And it looked better than, than a lot of, of the other lineups they've put out so far, you know, in the preseason. Um, you know, the next guy I'd like to really hit on before I, I focus on, on Luca for a bit is, is Tim Hardaway Jr. He really looked good. And frankly, he's really looked good for the entire preseason. I've been very hard on him, skeptical. He has, you know, since, since signing with, with New York and then getting traded to the Mavericks, he just hasn't been very good at basketball. He's been playing a little out of, out of, uh, you know, his role, but he, he likes to shoot. So I'm not really, you know... I don't really feel bad about my earlier takes, but with how he's been playing in preseason, he just looks like a guy who, you know, is is going to be a significant contributor. And and whether that's off the bench, whether that's with starting minutes, he he can really put the ball in the hole. And he plays hard, and he's making more of the right play than he made last year. I I think he he took a lot of contested shots this year. This year it seems to be getting. Early good looks. His shot off the catch is really looking a lot better than it did at any point last season. So that's that's really exciting. You know, he's he's going to be a little bit of a microwave off the bench. You know, is his main role is scoring. But if he does get that 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 opportunity to start, it's going to be Im- impressive to see what he does. Uh, you know, before we go on out of here, I want to talk about Luka Doncic. I've tried to keep my expectations at a minimum. Because, you know, I've, I've said on a couple of podcasts, Tim McMahon of the Dallas Morning News said on a Hoop Collective podcast about a week ago that in 2018, Luka Doncic reported the camp at something like 247 pounds. You know, he spent the whole summer on the boat resting and relaxing after, you know, a pretty trying uh, EuroLeague season. And this year, I believe he was weighed at 219 by the official measurements for, for the NBA, since they're really focusing on, on getting accurate height and weight measurements. That's a massive difference. He's not, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play at, two, at 219 at all at any point last season. He was just carrying some extra pounds. And he, you know, he used the step back a lot because he was not able to create the kind of separation that he wanted Watching him play early in this preseason has been a revelation. It's it's he's light years ahead of where I would have even hoped that he would be. Uh, you know he's he's shooting the ball a lot better. I don't have his percentages in front of me because it's kind of hard to collect preseason stats without digging around. But his uh, his his ability to play and catch the ball uh, and look balanced on his shot is simply not something he had a lot last year. Additionally, he is, you know, driving the ball and using change of direction really well. That's that's kind of evident in how often he's gotten to the free throw line in the games before the Clippers. He only got to the line twice tonight. Uh, but, you know, he's he's really kind of all over the place. And, you know, he, he guarded Kawhi Leonard tonight against the Clippers. He held his own. He's just a really impressive basketball player. I, I think... You know, obviously Porzingis' health is going to be key to if these guys make the playoffs. But Luka taking a step, becoming a player who instead of averaging, I think I think he averaged 21-7-6 last year, I think we have the opportunity to see some rarefied numbers from a guy like him. 
you know, in the ballpark of like 24 to 25 points, eight, seven or eight rebounds per game, and then, you know, six to eight assists. I, I, I'm a little down on the assists because he's going to, the Mavericks just don't have a lot of great shot makers. And I think he's still going to be, you know, in, in a little bit of the James Harden role where he's taking more shots than he ultimately will as, as his career goes down or winds down. But he is just, he's just incredible. This was why I was so high on him before the draft, because I really believed that that his rare combination of, of vision, of size, and strength is, is you know, there just aren't players like this in the league. He's, he's a unicorn uh, in his own right. So, you know, uh, guys, it's, it's about 1230 on the East Coast. There's about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, the, the Mavericks are going to get out of uh, Vancouver where they're playing tonight with a win. Uh, I'm not sure what the final score is going to be. You'll be obvi- you'll obviously uh, know it if you're looking around on the recap. But this this should give everybody a lot of confidence heading into the season. I couldn't be more excited for to to watch some of the regular season games because I really think the Dallas Mavericks are going to put up points and they're going to make a strong argument that they should be uh, that they should should you know uh, be in the playoff race. So, with that said, they play Wednesday, October 23rd at 7.30 Central. We're going to be covering, you know, uh, everything we can as we get up to the game. Like I said, we're going to be doing these podcasts as often as we can. I'm rethinking the format a little bit because I want these things to be brief, but I want them to be thorough. I felt that the good, the bad, and the ugly was a little bit too negative, and I don't, you know, even though I'm a little bit of a pessimist online, I don't want to be... I don't want to be talking about the bad things. This team has a whole lot of positive positive things going for it, and I think we need to highlight those things. So, uh, you know, understanding that, we appreciate the uh, subscription uh, to the podcast, and if you could tell your friends about us, looking up uh, Mavs Moneyball uh, podcast and giving us five stars is really a big deal. It, it really helps, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, boosting visibility and search rankings, so we need that that sort of thing from you guys. So uh, if you're subscribed to the feed, you're probably going to get another podcast from me later on this weekend. I, I spoke with uh, infamous Snotty Drippin uh, about you know the Mavericks and a little bit about the Celtics. That was a lot of fun, and we have you know more content coming your way. So again, this has been Kirk Henderson with uh, Mavs After Dark. Don't know what the final score is, but feel pretty confident that the Mavs got the W. See you guys next week.